Wow, Jesus grew up fast. Just last week, we were hearing how learned strangers from far, a far away land followed a bright new star to bring gifts to the child Jesus. Today, he is an adult being baptized by his cousin John in the Jordan River. Luke chapter 3, verse 15 is the beginning of the story of Jesus' baptism. And it starts like this. The people were filled with expectation. This pericope, or story snippet, begins with the people and ends with God speaking. John and Jesus play minor characters in this episode. In Luke, the people, the crowd, the bystanders, are a character as much as any individual person. They are the community of everyday people, like us, who are trying to figure out what's happening. And so we begin, the people were filled with expectation. That word that is translated as filled with expectation, it means so much more. It means something like the feelings that go with being pregnant, waiting, expect expecting, giving thought to something that is yet unknown or manifest. The people were living in hope and curiosity, dreaming and wondering. The people were waiting for a Messiah. Now, the Messiah of ancient stories would come to save God's people and restore Israel to power. This Messiah will be strong, like it says in Psalm 29, with a thundering yet splendorous voice, a voice that breaks strong cedar trees and shakes the earth. This Messiah will be a king, a lord of all things, bringing strength and blessings, peace and abundance to his people. No one knew what this Messiah would look like, just that they would bring life that was radically different from the current world that was filled with hunger, violence, and oppression. It's easy to see how John, wearing animal skins, preaching about a radical change, could look like this long-awaited Messiah. We, too, spend a lot of time waiting, expecting, giving thought to things that are yet unknown or manifest. Right now, as we approach two years of this pandemic, we are all wondering what life will look like in the future. When or whether we will resume in-person worship and meetings in a few weeks or months, what ministries will revive or emerge as Trinity comes back to full strength after the pandemic? What our personal lives, our children's lives, our work and health will be like in the future, after, after times. We, too, are filled with expectation. 
waiting, hoping, giving thought to something that is not yet known. We are the people on the riverbank listening to John with curiosity and hope. Luke places the people and their questions as the first and primary character in this story. The action sequence that comes next is framed by those questions the people are pondering. John clarifies that he is not the Messiah. And along with many of the crowd, Jesus receives the baptism of John. And while he's praying afterward, the Holy Spirit descends and a voice speaks from heaven. The big question, who's the Messiah, is answered by none other than God herself. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. Now we know what the Messiah looks like. And now what? What will he do? What kind of Messiah will he be? That's the question for the season of Epiphany. What will Jesus do? And we, the crowd, continue to be filled with expectation that Jesus will change the world we live in. As we watch his ministry unfold, the life light of God in the world grows brighter, drawing a wider and more diverse range of people in, inviting all to know God's love. Jesus may not unseat the rulers of the world the way the people imagined, but he does come to overthrow principalities and powers. But wait, I'm skipping ahead in the story. Coming back to this moment, it's hard to have questions. But where we are filled with the expectation of the start of a fresh new year, of seeing life through the new eyes of Epiphany, where we wonder about and long for a fullness and freedom of life that is not yet known. And yet there's promise in this moment, hope in our questions, even the questions we cannot or dare not give words, carry hope and expectation. And we are filled with curiosity and questioning in our hearts about what happens when God's love lives and thrives in the world, in our world, today. Here. And so, standing on the riverbank, we are poised in the moment just after God's voice speaks. The power of the Holy Spirit crackles in the air like static electricity, and we, a bit wide-eyed and wondering what just happened, have so many questions about what happens next. What will Jesus do? What will we do when we follow him? 
What will it be like next week, next month, in six months? Our questions, pondered with hope and curiosity about our world, about our part in living faithfully in the midst of pandemics and power struggles, these questions held with prayer, reflection, and listening. They are our epiphany journey. They are our faithful response. God's beloved is very much alive in the world. So come, let us live and pray and wonder together on our way toward, with, and through the light.